Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Brad Parsonson. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about that you don't need to live in your first home. You don't actually need to live in the first property you buy. And I think that this is going to be, uh, for some people, it's going to be a bit of a, a, a shock because you think, you know, in New Zealand, we've got this culture of, you know, you buy your first home, you live in it, and that's such a major milestone. But you don't actually need to live in the first property you buy. Your first property you buy could be an investment property. It's the quarter acre dream, man. It's it's over, <laughs> it's, and it's been. It's and I think you you hit the nail on the head. The 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 culture and the and the dream of what we've been brought up with as millennials is well and truly gone. And a lot of research that we've looked at and done is is showing that actually home affordability isn't even you know in some cases isn't the top priority just because the the hurdles are so um, high um, that owning your own home with this, you know, picket fence and the boat and the batch and all of that is just really, really hard. And I think that this is particularly pertinent given that uh, that house prices in New Zealand just hit a record 630k at the time of recording. And I was talking to a, a, a colleague and the uh, or another person within the property industry and she was saying, yeah, I think that we probably are going to see more and more, particularly Aucklanders and perhaps even people in Wellington, buying outside of their region. Because if you were to, you know, like if I was to buy the property in Greyland that I live in, it would be well over a million dollars. To, to buy that property, but because rental yields are, are, are relatively poor in Auckland, <laughs> you know, yeah. I can live there quite happily, pay my $330 a, a week as part of my flat, uh, and own property elsewhere, mm. you know, and it, and it preserves the lifestyle, which I know is, um, you know, something that you frequently mention as well, Brad. Yeah, and I think looking into a lot of that millennial space is, it's a lifestyle, right? Then we're we're a real now generation, so everything's just so fast and everything changes so quickly that actually having the ability to um, go to Bali or you know um, making sure you're going out for your brunches and it's just this lifestyle that we're we're being accustomed to that our parents weren't, and that's when you get this um, separation between you know they they did the hard yards and got an extra job on the side to make it all work. We won't. We're just sort of pushing forward, looking for um, bigger and better things. And if property ownership doesn't come through that as in a home ownership, then um, so be it. And just to put some numbers around this as well. So, you know, if you're, if you're in Auckland, the uh, median house price within Auckland region is eight, 885k. Whereas if you were to just think about, well, where else could I buy? Uh, the median house price in Canterbury is 468k. So it's, it's, it's just over half of the price to buy in Canterbury than it is to, to buy in Auckland. So if you're living in Auckland, uh, you're living in Wellington where it's just hit, hit the high 600s, you could buy elsewhere and um, still still purchase in, in another major city, uh, but then you're actually getting, getting into the property market uh, affordably. And even like... Given the fact you're going to buy, an, say you're buying an investment property outside of where you live, um, the different rules apply, and one of those is that you can't use your KiwiSaver. Maybe you do have your KiwiSaver, but as we spoke about in a previous podcast, the bank of mum and dad, if you're buying in 
Christchurch, maybe 40 grand or 30 grand or something like that pitched in with someone else, your partner or, or a friend or a brother, whatever, right? But the this levels are a lot lower, which makes affordability. You carry on renting for your 300-odd bucks where you love living and, and carry on your life and you've got something working for you in the background. Yeah, there are a couple of strategies I want to mention as well. You know, as Brad's, Brad mentioned, you're not able to use your KiwiSaver for an investment property, but there are some things that you, you'd be able to do. For instance, you only need to live in the property for six months uh, in order for, for using your KiwiSaver to be considered kosher. So uh, one example might be like, say you are living in Auckland or Wellington, and you might be living near the central city. You might be willing to live for six months in an in, in outer suburb or in, say, upper hut, if, you, if you're based in Wellington or you may be willing to uh, live out in, in Pocono or Pukekohe in order to be able to get that cash out, use it, purchase investment property and then turn it into investment property afterwards. Totally. And and even if you're looking at um, where, you know, slight, maybe you're looking at where you live but you're treating the property as this, oh, I really want to live in great, like all these spaces, you know, this area that I really want to live. Maybe it's more like looking at something that, um, you could live in um, for the next two years or, or for six months minimum um, and then maybe it does become a rental moving forward or maybe you're going overseas in 18 months and you know maybe you just tough it out and maybe that's a um, solution. And I think as well one thing I want to mention is is to just talk about the LVR restrictions as well because this is this is really important because they are different for investment properties and owner-occupied properties and new versus old properties and Andrew and I talked about this in an LVR restrictions podcast uh, just just a couple of weeks ago, it's and and I want to mention this because, assumedly, if you're buying outside of of the region that you currently uh, live in, the the reason you're doing that is because you're tied on deposit, and so this becomes really important. Just remember that new properties have no LVR restrictions on them, whereas an existing investment property has a thirty percent deposit requirement. So if you buy a new property, the Reserve Bank sets no. Uh, minimum deposit that you need to make for that property. Uh, now the banks will typically, uh, they like it if you've got a 20% deposit, but as Brad mentioned, you can do it on a new property with a 10% deposit and they're not going to be uh, breaching the LVR restrictions. And even, to be honest, even if you've got, you know, you do pay a slightly, you might pay a, um, a low equity fee or LEF fee or, um, or um, LMI fee, um, lenders mortgage insurance or it might be just a slightly higher rate um, that's something to consider but you can actually even borrow at five percent um, if you have um, the capacity to be even uh, to be able to service that and obviously you will come it will come with a higher rate or some of those fees that I associated uh, that I spoke about before but um, yeah it is possible and just again to talk about why why some people might be willing to do this or might want to not live in the first property that they buy is uh, you know I've, I've got a friend who's like this uh, they were looking at purchasing a property and they've got the ability to purchase the property uh, uh, you know a really nice one in Ponsonby or Greyland they've got the servicing ability on really good incomes but uh, my friend just d- wants to avoid the higher repayments they're not interested in signing themselves up for uh, 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 in, in one point they were looking at a 1.5 million dollar mortgage and they're just not interested in, in, in that because it does mean higher 
repayments. But if you went and got an, an investment property, then you're, t- you're leveraging the tenant's rent in order to be able to get exposure to the property market. And again, it comes back to this idea that you can continue the lifestyle that you, you want because uh, in nicer areas, the yields are often not quite as good. So you can live in really nice pro- pro- properties um, with a couple of flatmates and, um, and and not pay a ridiculous amount of money in rent each week. Yeah, and I think the most important thing is to just, and it goes back to right when we first started this podcast, which was um, just this idea of the quarter acre dream and this culture we've brought up in, it's changing and you need to think outside the box. Now, it doesn't mean that this is going to be the place that you live in forever. Like, it, or, or sorry, don't like have as an investment. Like, that doesn't mean that it's going to be like that forever. Maybe you sell it in a couple of years and, and you look to buy your own property. But just as the property market has proven in New Zealand over time, being involved in the property market will see your growth and your wealth grow um, more than putting money in your bank account. Fantastic. Well, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to review, rate and subscribe. It really does help us get the message out to more and more people and maintain our position as the number one business podcast in the country. And hey, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, then why not check out our epic guide to property investment? It is a 16,000 word guide on our website. Don't even need to put in your email address in order to be able to read it. And if you want to get there, here's what you do. Pull out your phone, Google Property Investment NZ, and we're always in the top couple of search results on that page once you scroll past those ads. So if you want to get there, just go there. It is a 45 minute read and it will give you the real basics I guess of the New Zealand property market and help you kickstart your goals in 2020. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host Ed McKnight. And I'm Bradley Parsons. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.